1: And welcome to another What Culture Wrestling Roundtable. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadley Boys of What Culture. Forbidden Door is this weekend. And looking ahead to it, Michael Hamplit, we have got to decide who Brian Danielson's replacement at the show to face Zack Sabre Jr. and appear at Blood and Guts on AW Dynamite next week is going to be. Who are you uh, putting your money
2: on? It's got to be Cesaro. Or perhaps how he'll be brand, Claudio Cesaro, Claudio mm-hmm. um That guy, anyway. That awesome Swiss wrestling machine that we've seen for w- in WWE for all these years be the guy that everybody has called to get a bigger push than, he, mm. than the one he's received. Um, this is one awesome way for him to start, hopefully. You know, being yet again another wish fulfillment signing of AEW, for AEW, at least. Uh, in a role that seem well, in two roles that seem to fit in. It's the he's the heavy favourite for a reason. Not only does he kind of support all of Brian Danielson's claims that he will be the technical maestro that you know has to replace him for the Zack Saber Junior match, but it's quite easy to imagine him in blood and guts. He became a um, I wouldn't say underrated because everybody always like, endlessly praised him, but he became kind of a complete pro wrestler slash sports entertainer hybrid in WWE. And Blood and Guts is sort of the perfect match to express all that. You can easily visualise a load of Cesaro-esque spots, but just with the volume turned up a little bit. So whether or not it's his swing, but somebody's blood splattering across the cameras (laughs) as somebody's body swings over and over again, and the swing indeed ending with somebody's body cascading against one of the steel cage walls. You know, the awesome fire-up hot tag spot he does, but over two rings instead of just one. As he runs in and, you know, as he sort of joins the team in the fray for the babyfaces. He's a natural, instant babyface, which is what both matches need. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is a tremendous wrestler and has worked babyface quite a lot over the last couple of years in New Japan. But he will be presented as the heel. He was They kind of dropped in that he was um, Chris Jericho's paid henchman or something. Mm. A strange detail on Wednesday. But that was clearly to position him as the villain of the piece. Um, so Cesaro or Claudio or whatever gets to be the babyface on the night and then drops straight in against the Jericho Appreciation Society. There's a few, obviously, other candidates that we're going to go through, but I just think the reason he's the favourite is because at this point, as we've discussed, uh, Tony Khan is in danger of diluting any and all surprises, Mm. and for the longest time, he's felt like one that wouldn't disappoint in any circumstances.
3: It's too perfect because, as we pointed out on the Dynamite review, which you can listen to on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, it's so perfect. It's almost too good to be true in that the whole idea behind the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society rivalry is that Anarchy in the Arena, Danielson and Kingston, prove that they do not, in fact, get along that brought um, about Jericho Appreciation Society's victory in that match. And Eddie Kingston and Claudio Cesaro, whatever you want to call them, had this sort of long, simmering word shoot. It's actually real beef, and it's just the absolute perfect substitute. um, Those who've or only familiar, sorry, with um, Cesaro's WWE work, might not get that he's as good a technical wrestler as a Sabre Jr. or a Danielson type. Watches ROH work, he very much is that style, just whether rightly or wrongly, it's not really pronounced in WWE. And there's just two fantasy booking spots I want to book for um, Cesaro Claudio, which must mean I'm excited about this potential replacement. One, I want to see how ZSJ counters the pop-up uppercut. Ooh. That would just be absolutely tremendous. Two, I want Daddy Magic in one ring in Blood and Guts, Cesaro running the ropes in another ring and doing his sort of jumping uppercut forearm shoulder thing and just clearing both sets of ropes <laughs> at the same time. And I just think Daddy Magic's got the perfect eyes and face to sell such mm. a supernatural feat. So it feels like it's Cesaro to me in that it's too perfect, but there are other genuinely viable candidates that we've seen discussed on Twitter. Yeah, we shouldn't rule out uh, the other names, despite the fact that Cesaro seems to be the
1: clear favourite, Uh There is someone else in Chicago this weekend formerly of NXT, Johnny Gargano, who would fit in nicely as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's an absolute technical maestro. Even he himself realized that his sort of melodrama had reached parody in the dying days of NXT, hence why he himself um, petitioned to do more comedy in The Way, which is a stable that probably you've never heard of (laughs) because a lot of people did not watch NXT. But uh, if you didn't watch NXT, um, as it sort of evolved from... Black and gold to 2.0. Johnny Gargano kind of dispensed with the melodrama and the excessive near falls and everything he started to get buried for, which leads me to believe that should he arrive in All Elite Wrestling, it'll be a different version of Johnny Gargano. He's very self-aware, quite self-deprecating, in fact. Um, I think this has got a lesser chance of the Cesaro deal. Um, But, you know, it is a coincidence, potentially, you know what wrestlers are like? They lie. Johnny Gargano, as a professional wrestler, it is ingrained in the DNA of these people to lie. So he might be lying. (laughs) I think from a star power profile, sort of dream match vibe point of view, he might even be the only other viable alternative to Cesaro. So I can kind of see it uh, being him, but I don't necessarily think it will be. Just that the Kingston thing is so key. It's such... It's the perfect like opportunity moment from Crisis, basically, yeah. the Cesaro pitch.
1: Uh, you also got a bit of a dry run to see what it would be like, or the reaction to having Johnny Gargano in AEW when the former John Morrison popped up on Dynamite because, of course, Johnny Elite appears on the screen and people go, well, he can't be called Johnny Gargano, can he? Or can he? I don't know. But it's one of those where he would fit perfectly in... in I mean, you look at the people. He got half the people he faced when he was in NXT there, um, but he he really could be given an opportunity to showcase his talents once again.
2: It's the weirdest thing, right? Because what we've seen lately is, I think, evidence in the amount of you know wrestlers that are currently unable to get a slot or really get fitted into anything meaningful in EW. does suggest that that philosophy of a little while ago of, well, don't sign everybody, but you've got to sign this guy. like That conversation kept coming up over and over and over again. And yet, I don't feel like I want to learn those lessons because you've got to sign Johnny Gargano. In my opinion, you've got to sign Johnny Gargano should he want to do it and should he be available... But is he yet another one? And the first name that springs to mind here is Keith Lee, somebody else that you absolutely had to sign and bring in and use him at least on debut the way you did. Um, are we now seeing the argument that you've got to be stubborn and not? If anything, yep. I think Gargano was wise to sit it out for a little bit and not mm. just make that, not just for like obviously his personal life and the, the reason to want to stay at home as he was, uh, you know, welcoming his baby into the world. But I just think he was wise to see just how many people were coming and were thus losing their value. And that's been quite shrewd on his part. And it kind of makes me wonder, would he still see now as a little bit too soon while all these criticisms are out there?
3: Well, that's the thing. You've got to feel sorry for Gargano. Just as an incidental point before we quickly run through some more honourable mentions or pitches here. Like, I feel so sorry for him. I reckon in addition to being a new father, he definitely did have this in mind. He's a very smart guy. It's Johnny Gargano. He's probably just thinking, right, okay, there's been a, a wave of new signings recently. If I just hold off for a couple of months, it'll feel more fresh. It'll feel like a new name is needed, and I'll get the pop and the profile on the run. Um, but he just gets W. Morrissey and Big Damo and Johnny Elite and everyone in the <laughs> door and Silas Young and Jesus Christ. Literally, will it ever end at this point? <laughs> so he's kind of smart, but at the same time, it's just I don't think there's literally ever going to be period, where this roster's the same for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so better now than ever if each party is going to make that move.
1: Got that sign, it's like, we has been zero days since our last accident. we yeah. zero days <laughs> since our last surprise debut. But yeah, Gargano would be a great idea.
0: Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: As would potentially, in terms of technical prowess, a name that I've also seen suggested on the internet, someone who isn't technically, I suppose, new to uh, the AEW roster, and that's Jonathan Gresham.
2: Yeah, it's weird trying to figure out how Jonathan Gresham figures into anything at the moment. Samoa Joe has been a profile performer, even while injured, having promos cut on in the building to a potential match between Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honour TV title. And yet, Jonathan Gresham has kind of been more of a convenience to Tony Khan than anything else. The Ring of Honour title was defended at Battle of the Belts, but that has become a curse rather than a blessing at this point. If you're on that show, it's because they. Can't be bothered, really, to use you in the proper show. That's the show that's played host to, like, FTW title matches and interim title matches. It's things where they just need to fill time rather than caring about the match in question. Uh, Gresham hasn't featured in in promos. There's not been stories told around him as Ring of Honor world champion. And even his, you know, his bow, I guess, as Ring of Honor champion underneath the stewardship of Tony Khan came as a setup to Samoa Joe's mm. debut and the big program between Joe and Jay Lethal, which, if you weren't watching... Like analytically or closely, you may be f- like you'd be forgiven for thinking that that was the world title slung over Samojo's shoulder rather than the TV title. Gresham absolutely fits the profile of the technical wrestler for Zack Saber Junior. Um, I actually think this pay per view would be a better shop window for him than any other appearance he's made so far since Tony Khan's purchased Ring of Honor. Blood and guts is a is a trickier sell. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I think then you would actually kind of understand why they've tried to wrap Zach into the as an affiliate member almost of the Jericho Appreciation Society because it would give Gresham a motivation to want to wanna get him. You know, it's, if any like if anything, is there, Sunday's match would feel like an, a nice spot for a technical wrestler, the Ring of Honor World Champion, to come out and show off his prowess. But then can you really visualise him signing on to work blood and guts several days later with a bunch of people he's a complete stranger to in a storyline that he's simply involved with it's a harder sell mm. certainly than a couple of other bigger names That I would just say more of the audience are more familiar with that's not Gresham's fault.
3: He's not a big enough star quite mm-hmm. frankly he's an absolutely phenomenal professional wrestler but ultimately they've promised something dreamlike And he's not a big enough star. And they haven't presented him as a big enough star because, as you said, they've put him on Battle of the Belts, which increasingly feels like a show that they just perceive to be an afterthought. Like, that's one show too many. Um, We thought it was going to be a big deal, but they've told us to get one hour and not two. So we'll just put anything on there realistically. And debuting Gresham in that spot in AEW means that he will go down like a lead balloon. No matter how talented he is,
1: does the same sort of apply to Timothy Thatcher's yeah. name? I also have seen mentioned.
3: He's a guy who is synonymous with mainstream American wrestling fans. If that is a guy who came in um, during the days of NXT when it got incredibly criminally boring, and the fight pit was awesome, he'll be fondly yeah. remembered for that. But ultimately, that's about it. Um, he works a very, very intense map-based style, almost like anti-performance in a way is Thatcher. He's got his critics, even amongst like pretty tedious limb work snobs um, for how intense his work is. A lot of people, quite frankly, find him boring. Not necessarily one of them, um, but I just don't think it's the night for him at all.
2: No, I can't really disagree with that. He's another guy. Like It's, it's tricky again, because it's why we kind of keep going back to Claudio, Cesaro being the guy, because they've... Suggested well, they've kind of given you this buy one get one free deal of his. Yeah. Of whoever's coming in, it'd be one thing if we were just pitching for one or the other, but the fact that it's both and how well he slots in, um, he's good in the cage. We know this. Yeah, you need you need a technical guy for Sunday and a star of at least, even if they've never you know had to carry a, the weight of a pay per view or be seen to be drawing the number, somebody who is immediately recognisable that you put on that poster for the Wednesday night immediately after the match is finished on Sunday. And that's going to help draw eyes to this. It's a big event of a dynamite. You know, it's the, just about the biggest thing they can sell on television. So it's, with, uh, and this is with the greatest respect to someone like Timothy Thatcher. Nobody was watching NXT. That's one of the reasons why it's no longer on a Wednesday night when he was a, a key and a core mm. part of it. He's still more of, um, you know, a tastemaker's favorite or a, if you can even get indie darlings now, I'm not sure. But he would still fall more into that category. Fine for the Sunday, not for the Wednesday.
1: In terms of real outside bets, rather than presenting each one of them to individually and then, I know in, what's written on a screen. Down,
3: He's a complete dickhead.
1: I'm going to give you three, and you have to pick one oh. to replace Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are people who got a bit of a bit. Well, mostly of them have got a bit of history with Daniel Bryan. I should say. I know what one of them is going to be. Braun Strowman, right? Bray Wyatt, aka the Flipper Philippi- Feet. And favorite. his best mate, and one of the best technical wrestlers, arguably, in the world, Shane McMahon. I knew this was coming.
2: You know what you are, Will bon? You are sick. You are sick. <laughs> You're sick. Um, look, I've been an advocate for Shane McMahon eventually rocking up in AEW for a long, long time. Perverse. The perverse pleasure. So high. Like, I do want that one of these. Days. I just think the visual in itself will be. it's Thumbnails for decades of Shane McMahon appearing on an AEW screen. Not in this environment. As fun as it would be to watch Zack Sabre Jr. pretzel off. Like Vince's boy on (laughs) pay-per-view, no less, with his baseball shirt. Remember that time? And look, I've lived this life, Shane, so I get it. But that time when he's, like, pulling the shirt down, like, just being folded six ways over by Zack Sabre Jr. would be joyous. Watching what he's willing to do himself to try and, let's be honest, steal the show in Blood and Guts. Absolutely fabulous. This is a crazy take, and you've brought shame to the podcast by suggesting him. Braun Strowman is interesting for Blood and Guts, but it's ludicrous. Ludicrous for Zack Sabre Jr. as a technical wrestler. Why are you giving him a, in? Why are you. What's the word I'm looking for here? Why are you humoring this yeah, idiot? Yeah, that's
1: exactly it. Because
2: he asked me to pick one, which leaves him with. Fiend. So, with that. <laughs> <laughs> you <have one. laughs>
1: wow, you could have one of each. You could have Bray Wyatt being the technical wrestler and the flipping Vient in London Guts. Yeah.
3: Ask me the same question. Right, A lot of earnest people who are interested in our analysis have actually floated a sort of wild outside bet in Filthy Tom Lawler. I've seen this Mm. quite a few times in my Twitter replies when I've discussed the matter or whatever of just asking me for my opinion. Tom Lawler had a great match with John Moxley. He's absolute banter as well. I do think he should possibly get a little bit more profile um, in a proper national company. Um, A chance to get over because he had that really sort of shocking, like really shan unfair UFC run and all the rest of it. But he's nowhere near enough of a star. He just will not get the pop. He will not fulfill the dream opponent criteria. So maybe in some capacity, I'd like to see Lawler in AEW if it ever calms down, but not for this. So you're going Bray Wyatt as well.
2: (laughs) I will say there's, um, again, this feels like an outsider, but it's mainly just because he's like conspicuous by his absence on Mm. Sunday and has a fairly storied history with hating Chris Jericho and could thus possibly be motivated to stick around till Wednesday night, and that's Tetsuya Naito. He's far from the technical wizard that Brian has sold, but the entrance music hitting and the moment that he appears on this pay-per-view that he's not been advertised for, a surprise that would genuinely draw this huge bap from a crowd that are looking forward to seeing loads of New Japan stars. He's one of the biggest, and he's just not anywhere to be found. We've seen Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. before. We know that they can both go. And Naito getting the win to an audience that some who may not have seen him will kind of be the perfect primer Mm. for him to do Blood and Guts. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's just he just about fulfills the brief Mm. for one. And like him and Jericho did good, violent stuff together in New Japan that would could factor quite nicely into Jericho being shocked ahead of Blood and Guts, feeling really wrong footed by it. Well, let us know your picks uh,
1: in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, where you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts. But this has been the WhatCulture Wrestling Roundtable. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.